Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, it's so good to be back, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the great people at Zen Sports. Download the promo code, uh, download the Zen Sports app rather, and plug in the promo code ATOZTN and get unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days of wagering. Zen Sports is your place to wager no matter what sport you are wagering on. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team will go above and beyond to protect your constitutional rights. AmandaJGentry.com for more information and TrueMathFitness.com. The best workout in Middle Tennessee, a new way to work out for the new you. Get your first workout free at TrueMathFitness.com, conveniently located in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. So since I've been gone, since you've been gone, right, Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone, what's happened since I've been gone? A lot of things. Um, In the bye week, the Titans have had some time to kind of decompress, shall we say. Just as I took some time away to decompress, your football team needed some time away to decompress. But what they did during this this time period to not only self-scout for the current season, but to evaluate the viability of a path forward, not just in 2023, but beyond, there's been a lot of talk about teams calling them on players specifically. And some of the players that have been named, most famously Kevin Byard, is a player that the Titans have been receiving some phone calls on after they drop the game in London to the Ravens, after they fall to two and four on the season, after you see the way that the rest of the AFC South seems to be kind of rising up around Tennessee at this point, it is fair to expect that teams at least curious would inquire about the idea of adding good players from a bad football team who may not be going anywhere realistically this season. So now we get into this place where it's not just a discussion about Kevin Byard, it's a discussion about the entirety of the roster, save probably Jeffrey Simmons, who's under a long-term contract and we know is going to be here. The only thing I know for certain, dead set on this roster moving forward beyond 2023, is that Jeffrey Simmons is going to be a part of it. Now, Derek Henry is a name that has been brought up, and I know that Diana Rossini, in fact, I was texting with Diana yesterday about some stuff uh, regarding the Titans and people who had been interested, people who had been making calls, and I'd done some due diligence on this uh, yesterday, getting myself ready to reimmerse myself back into the workplace. And I think that when you look at all the different things that we are going to outline tonight, the viability of a Derrick Henry trade is going to be a flashpoint for a variety of different reasons. So let's start here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It's your Two Rivers Ford take before we get too ahead of ourselves. Should the Titans buy or sell ahead of the trade deadline? We will talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Wherever you are spending your evening with us, you can participate. And while you let us know how you feel in the comment section, I'll tell you who makes your Two Rivers Ford take possible. That's the great folks at Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford is there to serve you just as they have done for 40 years for Middle Tennesseans. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, touchdown Tyreek Hill, touchdown Two Rivers Ford, or online at tworiversford.com. How about that? 
a touchdown in real time. Your Two Rivers Forte, because we keep tabs on Sunday night football. Dolphins and Eagles, the Dolphins have just officially entered the game with their first touchdown of the evening. Uh, but yes, your Two Rivers Forte, buy or sell at the trade deadline. Do you think that this team can potentially make a move to improve itself? Or do you think that the best in the best interest of the team right now would be addition by subtraction? adding draft capital and preparing for the future with current assets that you may have to move right now. Michael Peck says sell for what? Fourth and fifth round picks. Come on. I, listen, Mike, you don't have, you don't have picks. You don't have players. So like you can be dismissive of the idea of selling for fourth or fifth round picks. I would, you know, like, for example, if you could get a fourth round pick for Derrick Henry today, I'd make that deal. I'd make that deal. The reality is nobody's offering you a fourth round. If you could get a fourth round pick, you'd make that move. If your team could get a fourth round pick for Derrick Henry, they would probably, I am 90% certain, make that move without hesitation. You don't have anybody on the roster that's worth the kind of draft capital that you're talking about is the problem. So now it becomes, all right, realistically, what are we viably talking about selling? Because there's a lot of different ways that you can approach this, but you have to have a willing buyer on the other side of things. And I don't necessarily know that the Tennessee Titans have something that is actually worth buying right now. Now, we can talk about this together, um, and we'll hear from Mike Vrabel here in just a second from about six days ago when he spoke prior to you know everybody going on the break about the idea of making decisions moving forward for not just this team this year, but for the franchise and the sustainability of the future. And I think that when you talk about what it is that the Titans have to offer people right now, I understand why you might be, you, why you as a Titans fan might overvalue some of your better players. But in reality, the value of your better players may not be that kind of valuable to the rest of the league. And so whether it's Bayard or Henry, those are two different situations, by the way, and we can talk about those. Whether DeAndre Hopkins is a realistic move, I don't think that they would do it unless he specifically asked to be moved. And to my knowledge, um, to my knowledge, nobody has called them about DeAndre Hopkins, nor has DeAndre Hopkins expressed any interest in being moved. Now, Diana Rossini did add that they had had a team call them about Traylon Burks, and the Titans are not moving young players right now. Burks is kind of a curious situation because he is obviously a, a an asset that as a former first round pick that people would be interested in sal trying to salvage him where he has not done anything through his first two years here. That is also a situation to consider, but they are hoping to have a healthy Traylon Burks back after the bye. So we will see how this moves forward with Traylon Burks at practice this week. So buy or sell right now at the deadline, just uh, a little more than a week away. I think when you look at this, the obvious answer is sell. But again, I think the obvious answer is sell. The, the less obvious situation is who are you selling to and who is willing to buy from you? Teams who are on the precipice of championship aspirations or who think they are actually a trade deadline piece away may be willing to barter but is the is the juice worth the squeeze for what you're going to get back now you may think no 
the organization may think, yes, let's pull up the Titans draft capital uh, for 2024 right now and just take a look at what they currently have to work with. Because it's not like they have an abundance of picks where they could just turn their nose up at a fourth or a fifth right now. They have at least five picks in next year's draft at this current point. One in the first, a second and fourth round picks, two in the seventh. They may have a third round pick. That depends on the conditional terms of the trade for Tyree Gillespie with the Las Vegas Raiders. So uh, looking at the uh, looking at what the Titans, uh, excuse me, this is, yes. So that they have the conditional third round pick possible right now. Uh, the, the obvious bright spot for 2024 beyond the draft capital is the amount of money that you will have. The team stands to be at around $100 million in cap space as we head into next season. So the draft picks are not plentiful, right? And you don't necessarily need a pick in every round, but this is a roster that has a lot of work to do. So now we look at the idea of buying or selling as we get to halftime of Sunday Night Football, 17 to 10, Philadelphia's lead right now at home. I think that when you talk about the Titans roster, I am of the opinion that they should explore and have been exploring offers that they will get. The problem is I don't think that they're offer that the things that they are going to be offered is going to be enough for them to make these kind of moves. We will see how this Falcons game goes because of course if they get to 3 and 4 and we're talking about a team who's getting ready to head on three straight road trips, Thursday night football, a short week, if they think that there's a path to viability after Atlanta, the first place Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith coming back to Nashville for the first time since joining the Falcons as the head coach there. I think that when you look at the uh I think that when you look at the Titans, Mike Vrabel's will to compete may kind of prevent them from making the moves that they may ultimately need to make. But I'm not going to fault them if they look around if they were to win on Sunday theoretically at 3 and 4 and say, "Okay, well, it's not all lost. We've got some salvageable stuff here." Let's see if we can't make a push. The Colts lost today to the Cleveland Browns. That was a that was a pretty compelling game. And, uh, you know, I don't know if the Titans are capable of putting up. What did the Colts score, 31 or 38 today in route, to, uh, in route to that loss? And they were able to do it on a really good Browns defense that obviously the Titans have seen and struggled uh, substantially more against. I think that when you look at the Titans, um, what on the roster is worth buying Here's what I'll tell you. They haven't gotten a sniff on Derrick Henry. Not one. And I think they're open for business on him. I think if they got a compelling offer for Derrick Henry, and a compelling offer, by the way, I think looks like a fourth-round pick right now. If they got a compelling enough offer for Derrick Henry, I think they'd move him before the deadline. I think, or I think they'd try to move him before the deadline. I also think that that might cause some internal strife because there is... Obviously, a contingent of people within that organization who don't ever want Derrick Henry to leave. Derrick Henry doesn't want to leave the Titans organization. Um, I think there would be some consternation with him. I don't know if it's a situation where they would approach him and say, hey, Derrick, where do you want to go? Where can we send you? Because the reality of the situation is they don't have options on the table for him like that. Like they don't have the luxury of going to Derrick and say, where, where do you want to go? Um, Nate Burner says, move yourself, Buck. Henry stays a Titan. I, I'm Listen, Nate, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. He's going to stay a Titan. 
but not because they want to keep him, because they can't move him. That, that's that's the, the moral of the story here, and, and I'll get into this here in just a second right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress, the Intel edge you need to succeed can be found with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. Go to GaryAshton.com and find your dream address without the stress today. So the idea that Derek is going to be a Tennessee Titan for the rest of the year, I'm, I'm, I, I am inclined to agree with you. I infinitely think that Derek is going to be on this roster beyond the trade deadline. But what I'm telling you is that's because they're not getting offers on him. They haven't gotten a call. And I, I think that in this new reality of where they are and what they want to be as an offense right now, that Derrick Henry, by some, not by all, and I understand that you guys are going to push back on this, and I'm not, you know, I'm not giving, this is not an opinion. This is based on conversations that I've had. Well, it's an informed opinion. But there is a sense that Derrick Henry is a hindrance to what this offense wants to be moving forward. Now, Derrick Henry is obviously still a high-level player. Derrick Henry is obviously still somebody who can be an asset to this team, a team that could use some improvement in the red zone, could probably stand to figure out Derrick Henry and how to use him a little better. How much can they do beyond what they have already done? I think it's difficult because their offensive line is hot garbage. But I do ultimately think that when you talk about the idea of buying or selling at the deadline, that they would make a deal for Derrick if a deal existed. The idea that a deal exists for Henry or that Henry is a viable commodity to another NFL team just isn't the case right now. Now, could could that change in a week? Maybe. Maybe as the deadline gets closer, maybe as somebody kind of uh maybe as somebody who kind of looks at this and says, well, you know, applied pressure as as time ticks down, and you know, maybe somebody's willing to do a last minute running back deal up up, you know, up into the minute before the deadline passes. Maybe that's so, but right now they they haven't gotten a sniff on Derrick Henry, and I don't think they're actively stopping people from sniffing around Derrick Henry. Uh, uh, T. Uh, Demetrius Conwell says uh, the Titans will get screwed if they make a trade anyway. They always do. No other team is going to help this lack of talented franchise. Um, well, they're not looking to help the Titans necessarily. They're looking to do a mutually beneficial deal. But here's, here's what I'm telling you, Demetrius. They don't have something, I think, that would be a mutually beneficial deal to, to another team right now. I think Hopkins is an asset. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're interested in moving down to Hopkins. I think they want to try to make that work with a young quarterback moving forward next year. I think that Bayard makes sense as an asset for a team, but I don't think that's going to I don't think that's going to be big-time draft capital that you're talking for for a firm, former All-Pro safety who – you know, by his own admission, when we last spoke to KB in London, says he wasn't making enough plays this season. He's really, he, he's, he, along with the rest of that passing defense, has not, they've not been good uh, in 2023. Then there is the idea of young players on the roster. The Titans are not at this time interested in moving young players on the roster. So I don't think that you're going to talk about dudes who are still working on rookie deals right now as trade, as trade discussions. And then that leaves you with Derrick Henry and Danico Autry, I think, is the other one who would be interesting to some teams. And I just don't think that they would, one, I don't think they're going to get, 
I don't think they're going to get calls on Derek the way that maybe some of you expected them to get at least get calls on Derek. And Autry, there's been no real discussions, to my knowledge, checking back in this week. Uh, there's been no real discussions about Danico either, even though he makes a lot of sense for uh, any football team because you could always do with more pass rushers. So the, the running back market being dead really, really hurts Derrick Henry here and really, frankly, hurts the Tennessee Titans who may have been able to get something for Derrick Henry in a different time but are now looking around at the idea of, you know, I mean, what, a fifth maybe for him? being uh, but again like I'm not even going to mention draft capital because right now they're not even receiving offers on him specifically on other players uh it's been reported with Bayard and with Burks those two in particular but they have not received any offers for Derrick Henry right now and I think that might surprise some of you uh and many of you may be glad for it because of course you love Derrick and you want Derrick to uh to stick around and all of these things and big time Timmy Tay says it on Twitch you can't let him go for that low and I get it like they they they're not gonna put up with they, I don't think they would move him just for the sake of moving him right like I don't think they'd take a shit deal just to get Derrick Henry's contract off the roster and, and to move on from him and try and, and try and continue to make this offense the second part of that is they don't have depth at running back right now like it's Spears and who um, Spear Haskins is on injured reserve. Hassan Haskins is not going to contribute. And, you know, he's clear of his legal situation, but he had an injury circumstance in the preseason that I, th- I think Hassan Haskins is probably done for the year right now. There's been no discussions of bringing him back or opening up a window for him to start practicing in a return to play protocol. Uh, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that when you look at the other running back options out there, Julius Chestnut is currently on an injured reserve. They, they don't have depth at the running back, and they can't just move forward with Spears. So Henry, while I think a lot of people would have looked at Derrick Henry and said, okay, well, maybe they moved Derrick Henry to try and make sense, or maybe they put Derrick Henry on a contender, or all of these different things. One, no contenders are offering them anything for Derrick Henry right now. And two, I don't think that they can afford to move on from him, given that they are thin at a position that you know they're going to use. Uh, I think that, uh, okay, so we'll move on from this for now. And obviously, we'll talk about this. I'll be back on the radio show tomorrow. I took the whole week off last week from the radio show. Lucas and uh, Jackson did a great job without me. Lucas is gone this week, but I'll be back, and we'll have a lot of great guests throughout the course of the week. I'm going to bring on NFL insiders. I'm going to bring on former players. Ben Jones and I have been texting all week about the quarterback situation. Benny's going to come in, I'm sure, this week. And obviously, we've got Tennessee and Alabama to talk about as well yesterday. Holy hell, what what happened to your football team in the second half? But. Uh, three hours of that tomorrow, so I have more time to get into details and information that I have on the discussions that have been going around on the roster. And uh, with with the uh, the Titans at this point, um, you know, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a well wait and see type situation. Uh, William Jones says Burks is worth a pe- is worth a penny with a hole. <laughs> yeah, I. But you you can't give up on him, William. I, I I understand what you're saying. Like, he's not he's not a playmaker for them, not consistently. Nick Westbrook Akina is a more consistent playmaker for this roster, and I've maintained that throughout the course of this year. It's not just because he's not been out there and available to play, but like even when he's been out there, NWI is a more consistent playmaker through you know a year and what is it now six games of Traylon Burks' second season. I, I'm with you on the value of Traylon Burks right now. He hasn't proven his worth, but you can't you can't give up on him. Um, you, you, you don't have the luxury of giving up on him. You can be down on him. 
You can want him gone. You can be disappointed because you're watching Sunday Night Football and A.J. Brown again is having a great game. And A.J. doesn't miss games for the doesn't miss games for the Philadelphia Eagles and couldn't consistently stay healthy here in Tennessee. I don't know what that's about, but that'll it's enough to make you pull your hair out, right? So you can be disappointed in the Burke experience and also look around and say, yeah, but okay, they, you, don't, you don't have another choice right now. You're down on Kyle Phillips. You don't have another choice but Kyle Phillips. You're down on Traylon Burks. You don't have, you don't have, no, don't have another choice beyond Traylon Burks. So I think that uh, I think that a lot of this stuff, you have to put your emotions aside to an extent and try and give an honest evaluation or an honest estimation of where the football team is right now and where he as an individual is right now. And while you may be underwhelmed with him, one, you can't move him. You need young receivers at value who still might have the ability to make a difference for your football team. I do still believe that Traylon Burks can put it together. I don't think he has to be A.J. Brown, but I think he can be more than he's been, right? Now, I can keep saying that for weeks and weeks and games and games and years and years, however long, and if he doesn't put it together, then what the hell does it matter? But, uh, you know, to this point, to be disappointed in the Traylon Burks experience, fair. To give up on Traylon Burks as a player, you just, you can't do it. Ben Hall says this is an AJ free zone. Well, it's not because he's playing on Sunday Night Football. And obviously, you know, when he almost scores touchdowns, as he just damn near did uh, before the half, then you're going to look around and notice and be like, oh, wouldn't that be fun to still have that guy who's able to bully his way for first downs and things like that and make big plays down the field. Uh, Buck, any word on Chris Moore? What do you mean uh, from like a concussion standpoint? He, we, we weren't able to talk to him after London because he was still in the concussion protocol. I'm sure Mike, Michael update us tomorrow, but uh, I have not received an update on Chris Moore. So we will see what happens uh, tomorrow. So uh, Vrabel was hanging out with the Pats owner. Maybe time for Vrabel uh, to trade Vrabel to the Pats. Here's the thing. Your, your organization knows how much more important Mike Vrabel is than anything else that you've got going right now. Now, you may not like that idea. And you don't have to agree with it, but I'm I'm giving you the perspective of people with the team. People with the team know that they can't afford to lose Mike Vrabel. That they would, you know, that as big a clown show as it looks like right now, and there is some clown show to this stuff for sure, that they would become even more of a clown show operation if they let Mike Vrabel go. Now, like I said, you can disagree with that thinking and you may think that your your organization is short-sighted for that you may be frustrated with the fact that he's not getting results and he's not listen I mean the it's it's an honest evaluation he's not getting results in the last basically half a season of football games that they've played not getting meaningful results out of this football team right now but they acknowledge as an organization that that is not a good enough reason to move on from him at this point. Now, does the clock start on Mike Vrabel? Has it already started? Yeah, I think it's fair. Because uh, Corey D. Jackson says, come on, Buck, he's not Teflon. I'm not saying he is. But your your organization values him more. I, so, while because you're, what, Corey, what you're saying, at least, and I don't want to misinterpret what you're saying, so correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is he's not immune from criticism. And of course, he's not immune from criticism. But is he in actual danger with the organization? The answer to that question is no. Not now, not now. Not based on the on the last. You know, again, I've I've been out for a week, and so I, you know, had to come back into come back into the light of day, reemerge into the cesspool that is 
sports internet and uh, re-download Twitter. Uh, well, I haven't been able to get back onto Twitter. That was the first time since like 2008 that I've been off Twitter, basically. I've never deleted it for a week like that before. Now I can't get back in, which is honestly a blessing. But uh, re-downloaded my email, reaching out to people, getting myself ready for to reimmerse myself. And, and, and calling around this week, heading back into this, this coming week, the, the vibe right now is Mike Vrabel is an asset that the organization can't afford to lose. Could he move on from them? Maybe, but are they going to move on from him? Not right now. I think that hot seat stuff doesn't stop. I basically, no matter how this year goes, I mean, they could bottom out and we're having a different conversation and he could, you know, completely lose the ability to coach, which I don't think is going to happen. So I guess there's always the possibility that he gets fired. But Mike Vrabel's clock doesn't really start until next season. And so while you may not like the timeline, I'm just telling you that the way that the organization... Now, again, that could change. Very few people saw Amy Adams Strunk making that decision to fire John Robinson last December. And I'm again, I don't think that they're going to fire anybody in season um, right now. But Vrabel's going to get the end of the year. He's going to get another season to try and iron this out. I don't think that I don't think that that's unreasonable. I think that's probably the best approach. And if it doesn't correct itself and it becomes a situation where the two of them need to move on, doesn't mean that Vrabel's a bad coach, doesn't mean that the Titans organization is making the wrong decision. But they they look at this right now as an asset that they can't afford to lose because they don't have much else going for them, right? They don't have much else going for them. Mike Vrabel, think about this, okay? Mike Vrabel, what, what, what is a better asset on this football team than Mike Vrabel? Jeff, okay, I'll accept that. What's second? I don't I don't think there's an answer to that question. Or I don't think that there is a different answer to that question. The second most valuable part of this organization right now of the football side of things is, is what? Now, you can say Derrick Henry, but there's plenty of evidence to suggest that Derrick Henry is not truly that kind of valuable. Derrick Henry is a a great player. Derrick Henry is probably going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Derrick Henry in 2023, is he an outright asset? Yes. But is he more valuable than Mike Vrabel? Probably not. I don't know how much, and you could probably make the argument between the two of them, but it's not like, that's not a pro, and let let me make sure I'm clear on this. That's not a pro Vrabel statement. That's more about the state of the franchise and the state of this year's current team than it is about like uh, words of affirmation for the head coach. I I've made you know made this pretty clear. Mike's not getting results. That's pretty un. It's pretty un. I don't want to say unprecedented, but this is new territory that we've entered into him during his tent with him during his tenure here specifically. But, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna give me the field goal kicker as being a more valuable asset than Mike Vrabel, that's fine. You can do that and you'd probably be right this season. But like, okay, field goal kicker and what else? Uh MK Zipper Club in the comment section asked, does he have any player, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> player 
selection power. He does. He has more than he's ever had right now. Oh, my God. Uh, 26 for the Dolphins almost got killed uh, on that on a pass from Tua that looked like it might have been a, a bit of a hospital ball, ultimately came down an incompletion. But um, he does have more power than he's ever had over personnel. Now, I think that he is still, well, I think that he is still more inclined to try and make it work with this group than he is to say, all right, Rand, green light on selling it for parts, right? Let's strip it down to the nuts and bolts and let's plan for 2024. Mike is not that guy, right? But the head coach with personnel control does not always work, right? Regardless of sport, whether it's Stan Van Gundy with the Detroit Pistons, Bill O'Brien with the Houston Texans, Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots. I know they won today, but Bill Belichick, the GM, may damn well get Bill Bill Belichick, the coach, fired if they don't find solutions to this problem that they're currently having. So that's not necessarily a good thing. And I think moving forward, you know, how much, how much, how much checks and balances there are on Mike is also a big question in all of this. Jody Newell says Rand needs to make a move or two, though. That's fine, but like here's here's how I look at the Rand Carthon situation. All right. John Robinson was Mike Vrabel's boss. Rand Carthon is not. They are working as equals as opposed to, and certainly probably not as equals in reality, but in principle right now, the structure is as equals. That was not the case with John Robinson, right? Mike Vrabel worked for the GM. John Robinson hired Mike Vrabel. That's not the power dynamic with Rand Carthon. So how this works moving forward, and if that collaboration, quote-unquote, TJ Stewart brings it up on Twitch, if the collaboration theme starts to fray a little bit, where are the fingers going to be? Uh, where are the fingers going to be pointed? I don't know right now. Eric Alonzo says GM and head coach aren't equals. Yeah, you're right. In most places, they're not here. Uh, they're not. You're correct. They're not equals here either. Mike Vrabel is valued more than the general manager who just got here. Mike Vrabel was valued more than the general manager who was here before him. That's the decision that they ultimately made. And if you're talking about who's, if somebody had the power to fire Mike Vrabel, Ran Ran may be the one who does, like, if it ever comes to that, Rand Carthon is not going to be the one who's firing Mike Vrabel. It would be the owner making the decision to fire Mike Vrabel, as opposed to, say, John Robinson, who would have had the power to fire Mike Vrabel. This is a different situation than the one that you've been previously operating under, under the current construct of the Titans' power structure, right? Something to keep in mind. All right, so uh, let's move on. A quick reminder that the primetime show is presented. We've gone long tonight, and it's already into the second half, so I don't want to keep you guys much later than I already have. A quick reminder that the primetime show is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Go to amandajgentry.com for the rights to have your constitutional rights protected. They are there to serve you, to go above and beyond, to continue to practice law in 35 counties in the state of Tennessee, family and criminal court. Tennessee uh, Tennessee is under the watch of the 
great folks at the Amanda J. Gentry, at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, they are there to serve you. If you feel like your constitutional rights are threatened, go to amandajgentry.com. All right. So um, Mike Vrabel was asked about this on Monday, about the idea of planning for the future. And this is what Mike had to say. Those are, you know, can't happen. He said yesterday that some of the problems might not be correctable on the on the team. On what well, I mean, that's in life. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like you can't make you can't make yourself any taller. You can't, make, you know what I mean? It's like so. Whatever we have, again, the issues that have come up. I've talked about is the third down on offense, the red zone. Um, we have to be better on third down on defense. Our pass defense has to be better. Um, you know, we had covering punts. Like, we got every gunner that we got out there. They're both undrafted free agent rookies, and they're fighting us off. But if, if, if that is the, the case, I mean, should any decisions be made at all looking more towards long term than, than for just this year if, if the problems? Well, I think we're always looking for uh, this year. And, 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 you know, problems. I mean, you know, Anthony Kendall, Matt Jackson. They earned a right to be on this team. And Anthony has done a fantastic job. And when they punted, Anthony took his guy in a single block and blocked him behind the line of scrimmage and, and knocked him on the ground. So, you know, we, we have to, you know, when, when we when we cover these punts, it's not just all on a gunner, right? We got to cast the net. We got to get our got to get our tails out of there. And we got to go down there and, and limit the space uh, that, that they have. Uh, and we didn't have that, you know, whether that was the gunners, the interior players, you know, we're all at fault. The only guy that made anything right was Stoney. It was an unbelievable effort to to get the guy on the ground and and, and allow the defense to defend what they could and, and give up uh, just three points there. So, um, you know, we're all everything works in in unison, and then trying to get that that unit execution is what we talked about earlier in this this conversation with you guys is trying to get the players to understand starts with yourself. It starts with me, starts with the coaches, and then it's, you know, about our position and it's about our unit and then ultimately about the team success. So that's Mike Vrabel speaking to the media last Monday. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, get unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days of wagering. No sports book offers you Better options than Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, get unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days. Gambling uh, problem called the Tennessee Red Line, 1 800 889 9789. Terms and conditions do apply, must be 21 or up to bet in the state of Tennessee. So, Rabel there is saying, you know, you can't make yourself any taller, talking about the idea of, of, of correctable situations. And, you know, I you got the admission that you wanted from him, right? Mike. Tell me that the things that I'm seeing, that you can't do anything about the things that I'm seeing. Okay, I probably can't do anything about the things that you're seeing right now. And then when he says it, right, you bury him. Because what do you mean? You're you're the coach. Be responsible. Take responsibility. Okay, but make up your mind, basically, is what I'd tell fans who are asking for both things from Mike Vrabel and looking around and saying, yes, Mike needs to do better. The players are also not very good. The coaching staff is not absolved for that. But there, there can only be solutions if a solution presents itself. And right now, there's not a solution necessarily presenting itself on this particular roster. Now, 
the coaching staff has paid a fair amount of money to figure out the solutions. But they're telling you, hey, some of this stuff doesn't have solutions right now. Now, that answer is not is not an acceptable one to many of you. And that's fine. You can treat these, you can treat these things however you want them to. But if he's going to give you that moment of honesty, then you have to acknowledge and take him, take him at his word and readjust your expectations thusly. I, so many of you tell me that the Titans weren't going anywhere this season anyway. And then when you look at it and, and it starts to come to fruition and you're ultimately proven right, then you can't freak out about the things that you apparently forecast and saw coming, right? Because you knew, or at least many of you were telling me that you knew that this was not a competitive football team heading into 2023. I didn't know that. I'm starting to think that. I don't know if it's dead in the water yet, but it sure seems like that. It's eight weeks in. Ty Smith says, isn't it the coach's job to do that? Yeah, but again, Ty, if he's telling you, we don't have the things to make this work right now, and you say, okay, but isn't that your job? And he says, yeah, but have you seen my roster? What are you going to say back to him? Yeah, you're right. Probably the roster's ass. The Tennessee Titans are an objectively bad football team so far. M- maybe maybe something changes. I don't think it will, but I'm, I'm not going to operate in ultimatums. That's not how football works. But I, if I know him to be a top half of the league coach, let's say Vrabel, top half of the league coaching staff, and I know the roster to be probably bottom five, Am I gonna am I gonna hold him extra accountable when I know he's working with bad stuff? Sure, you can, as is your right. That's a part of being a fan. But if you're asking me to, I'm gonna look at that and say, Mike's not getting results. He needs to he needs to be and has been accountable to that. Can I also acknowledge if he's being accountable to that? Can I also acknowledge at the same time? All right, he's acknowledging that. He's taking responsibility for that. He's not stopping the work to try and improve the football team, but also the football team is probably not going to improve because they stink. Then, yeah, I think that you both things can be so. You can you can look around and say, that's the coach's job. And the coach is trying to do his job. I don't doubt that the coach is trying to do his job. I also don't doubt that the players are, not, are trying to play better than they than they actually are, but they can't. They can't. And so, and so what's, what's anybody to do in that situation? Say Mike McDaniel, if Mike, if you knew Mike McDaniel to be a good coach and Mike McDaniel couldn't get results out of a particular roster, not this Miami Dolphins roster, but say, let's give him the Tennessee Titans roster. Is Mike McDaniel going to be dragged? Probably, but that's, you know, that's how these things work. That's the cycle. Uh, Puka says, considering uh, Vrabel had a lot of say-so over the roster, I hold him accountable for the offensive line and especially the secondary. And like Puka, I, you are 100% correct on that. Mike Vrabel has more personnel control than he ever has had. But also, the offensive line decisions that were made were the best possible. I, I am totally going to die on that hill. That the offensive line decisions that they made were the best options available to them. That This was always going to be a year where they were going to be taking a gamble on a lot of pieces and parts that they were going to try and stopgap this thing together with. And we knew the offensive line was one of them. That that we turned out to be right about the offensive line and the decisions that they tried to make, does that make it any worse? I don't think so, because I knew that they were a bad group coming in. The question was, could they be any better than their previous track records collectively said they could be? And right now the answer is no. Okay, so... We'll continue to, uh, don't we have cap spaces, Dre Wilson? Yeah, you have all, almost $100 million next year, but that's next year. We're talking about this year. 
or at least I think we're talking about this year. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, so to wrap things up, this is a free site. What is your, given that it is going to be a weekend of throwback uniforms on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, what is the best throwback uniform in the NFL? The Eagles have their Kelly Greens on tonight. The Titans will be decked out in Oilers uniforms on Sunday against the Falcons. What is the best throwback uniform in the NFL? We will talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Nobody puts you in better position than the folks at TrueMath Fitness. Group fitness classes are always awesome. I do the personal training there. The coaching staff is incredible at TrueMath. Worth Campbell, who is the owner and head trainer there, is somebody who I cannot recommend highly enough, but their staff all the way top to bottom is great. A new way to work out for the new version of you and your first workout for free at TrueMathFitness.com. So, best throwback uniforms in the NFL. Dolphins have great ones. They're not wearing them tonight. Eagles are in the Kelly Greens tonight as well. Tampa wore the creamsicles this past weekend. And, of course, the Houston Oilers throwbacks will be donned by the Tennessee Titans this week. William Jones says the Seahawks. Uh, are uh, are a good one. The Seahawks ones are great. I also like the Falcons. It's it's simple, but it is it is definitely a look. The Falcons throwback uniforms with black helmets, uh, and uh, or rather with the red helmets. I I really really enjoy those. Jr. says Oilers and Eagles have the best throwbacks. Demetrius is a fan of the creamsicles, particularly for the Buccaneers. I think that uh, you know. This is the closest to a homer that you'll you you guys will get me on. I think that the the Oilers have the best throwbacks, and I don't think I don't think it's close. Like the Eagles uniforms are are cool, I guess they're classic. It's a longtime franchise; they've been around for forever. The Eagles are going are one of the most famous organizations in all of all of NFL football, and the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans are not that, but they have better throwback uniforms. The Oilers throwbacks the color combination of the blue, the white, and the red. Um, I think that the logo itself is so much better. I wish that, you know, I for their sake, I wish that they would find a way to get rid of the th- flaming thumbtack and repurpose the Houston Oilers uh, logo more, uh, you know, the Tennessee Oilers, the Tennessee Titans with the Houston Oilers logo doesn't make any damn sense. I understand that, but it's just so much better than the flaming thumbtack logo. Anyway. Houston Oilers, best throwbacks in football by a mile. I don't even think it's close. Uh, Chip Clark says the Oilers belong to Houston. Well, no, they don't, dummy, because they belong to the, the, well, they belong to the Adam Strunk family who owns the Houston Oilers Tennessee Titans franchise. So, no, they don't belong to Houston. They belong to the owner of the franchise that previously had the organization in Houston, not to the city itself. Now, you can argue that. It would be a dumb argument because, again, that completely ignores the actual property ownership, marketing rights of the thing that you're talking about. So no, the city of Houston has absolutely no financial claim, no marketing claim. It's part of their history. Absolutely. But does that mean that you, that it belongs to the city of Houston? No, of course not. It belongs to the person who owns it. The person that owns it is the owner of the Tennessee Titans. So by extension, the Tennessee Titans own the Houston Oilers uh, franchise. Uh, The Chip Clark, Chip Clark says the Oilers almost moved to Jacksonville. Yeah, but they didn't. They moved to Tennessee. So you're going to argue that you know, if if they'd have moved to Jacksonville, that it made a difference. No, of course, this is this is a stupid argument. It's a dumb. Listen, Chip, you may want to make that argument, 
but there's no argument to be made. All, all you end up doing is getting into a fight with a bunch of people who are, are right and going to disagree with you. And maybe you just want to be inherently disagreeable and maybe you enjoy the interaction. Maybe, I don't know if you get a lot of interaction in your life, Chip, maybe this is, maybe this is your moment. Maybe you're looking around and saying, you know what? I'm going to get some comments. I'm going to get some notifications. I'm going to have a discussion that is completely fruitless whatsoever. That is going to lead me absolutely nowhere. But damn it, I'm going to say it with my chest and I'm going to fight people to the death on it, even though I de- even though I know that I am dead wrong about the idea that the Houston Oilers throwbacks belong to the city of Houston. Of course they don't. They belong to the people that they own it. So if you want to get the engagement off that chip, you are entirely welcome to. But it's done. And you'd be wasting your time. Unless you got time to waste. And if so, good luck and God bless. Uh, <laughs> Corey D. Jackson says gasket time. No, no gaskets. Listen. I'm very zen. I'm in a great. I'm in a great spot. I feel great. I just took a week off vacation. Now, if you want me to blow a gasket, it's probably going to happen at some point this week because it's been a while since I've been pissed off. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been very happy all week long. I deleted Twitter. I deleted all my emails. Austin Stanley and Zach Bingham haven't been able to get a hold of me since last Monday. I just I, Austin and Zach have been trying to text me about all kinds of Derrick Henry trade stuff. I said, you know what? No, I'm not answering anybody's. Not answering anybody's anybody's stuff. I'm shutting it down for a week, and I'll talk to y'all on Sunday. So I haven't been angry in a while. But if you want to make me angry, we got a whole week to do so, and I can't wait to do it with you guys, as always. Because you know, who, who doesn't need a little stress in my life? Is stress in your lives if you see all the neck veins <laughs> that have been hiding. For a whole week of my vacation coming back to life. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a great rest of your evening. Radio show tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll give you more trade deadline news and nuggets from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. You'll also hear from Mike Vrabel in the 11 o'clock hour. Enjoy what remains of your weekend. And if I don't talk to you on the radio show, for the primetime show, back and better than ever tomorrow night, two-minute warning of Monday Night Football. See you guys. This is our cult. This is our team. We bleed blue. This is our cult. Whether win or lose, we love them. For the shoe, beat the Titans. Let the world hear us now. This is our team. Go cult.